welcome to the Advance Your Art podcast, where we talk about the journey from artist to entrepreneur and everything in between. You've worked hard to hone your craft. Now take it to the next level with tips, techniques, strategies, and routines used by successful artists to grow their businesses and careers. Now, let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yuri Cataldo. Welcome to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you're interested in learning how to build a company, make money from your art, or transition to a new career, you've come to the right place. If you like this episode, please remember to like, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Today I'm chatting with Elizabeth C. Haynes, founder and editor-in-chief at Indigo Sunrise and author of a brand new book, Halfway There, Lessons at Middle Life. Elizabeth, hello. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, good. Thank you for having me. Of course, it's my pleasure. So, Elizabeth, how do you describe yourself and what you do? Um, I'm a writer. I was an English major, so primarily I'm a writer. I've been a marketer for a long time. I've also been a tech writer and a teacher. I've done a lot of things, but kind of at the heart is um, creating words for different purposes, whether it's selling something, teaching somebody something telling a story, all the, you know, all the different ways you can use words. That's what I do. Wonderful. So let's, uh, let's back up a little bit before I hear about or ask you about what you're currently working on. Uh, studying literature. So why did you want to study literature in college? Yeah, it's, a, it's actually an interesting story. I was in my junior year of college and I was completely out of just gen ed courses and I had to pick a major and I didn't know what to do. I tried microbiology because I thought I wanted to be a zoologist and it was terrible. I dropped the class like the second week. <laughs> and so I took a semester where I just took a bunch of random stuff, just like art history and um, technical theater because I'd done some tech theater in high school just random stuff, dance class, because I was a ballerina and all of that. And um, I got to the end of that and I had no idea. And so I went back in my brain and I remembered that my 11th grade English teacher asked me one day, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I said, oh, I'd really like to be a dancer on Broadway. And she was like, oh, that's a shame because you're a really strong writer. <laughs> and, I, and so I kind of went back in my brain and I was like, oh, okay, I remember Mrs. Roper. That was her name. She was amazing. I remember Mrs. Roper told me I was a strong writer and I started thinking about it and I was like, you know, I'm probably going to have to work jobs I don't like after this experience in college. And so I don't want to read about business. I, I want to spend my time reading stories about people yeah. instead of just studying something else. And she said I was a good writer, so let's do it. So that's what I did my junior year of college. I just went, went for it. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, great. So so tell me more then about your experience after you graduated. Um, what did you get into with your, your writing and how has kind of your marketing career ebbed and flowed? Yeah, I, you know, it was hard. I graduated in 2003 and we were kind of in a bad economic place at the time. And um, so I, I got a temp department which I was like oh my god this is horrible because I don't like computers I don't care you know whatever <laughs> and so I got this job as a project administrator making nothing <laughs> and um, they asked me one day uh, they said hey we know you're an English major 
could you take a stab at, at redoing our PeopleSoft guide, which is an HR software that people used to use a lot. I was like, okay. And so I redid the whole PeopleSoft user manual mm -hmm. and they liked it so much that they fired their tech writer in San Francisco and decided to give all the work to me. Of course, they didn't pay me anymore and I was still a temp worker and the salaries in San Francisco were three times what they had to pay here in Dallas. And so they were making a ton of money off of me. Right. <laughs> and so um, I went to another company. I got stuck in tech writing for several years and then I, I ended up in a startup and I kept asking for marketing work. You know, I said, I'll still do my tech writing. I was doing help systems at that time, doing software documentation. But I was like, I really want to do marketing. I want to do something more interesting, more creative. And I just kept pestering. And they did give me some marketing work. I lost that job in 2009. Again, bad economy. But everybody can relate right now because I lost my job again. <laughs> but anyway, and so I went from there. And that's kind of how it started. I actually ended up having to get a teaching job um, in 2010 because I just couldn't find a job during the recession. And so, and that was something I'd always wanted to try. But when I came out of there, I kind of flexed around a bit from that point on. So I would do some corporate training stuff, which took me back to my tech writing, but then I kept doing the marketing. And so eventually in 2013, I just quit. I had been freelancing for a while and I was doing marketing full time after that. And so that's kind of how it grew. Um, and this latest job that I had, I was pretty much the head of content. I was, um, we were short staffed for a long time. So I ended up being not only the managing editor, but also the editor in chief of all of our marketing communications. So it was kind of a long and weird road. Um, I'm not sure that's the road I want to be on anymore. I'm not entirely positive. We're all kind of in transition, but that's how my path went. And I was, I was writing my own stuff along the way my own books i have the book coming out so i was doing that as well for the past 10 15 years or so about 15 years yeah okay so i'm 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 curious then about that um again because a lot of people are are going through something similar right now where the economy has kind of destroyed whatever either company they worked for or injury they've worked for and so since it happened to you twice it's interesting so the startup you were working for and then the last time the the last company you were working for, um, you know, the startup startups are always a more of a risky venture, but then more established companies, you'd you often think that they can survive some, some things. What was it like, say at the end? So at the end of the startup or at the end of this last job you had, how did you find out that suddenly, how did you find out that, that things were ending and how, especially with the startup. So these are those three things. Um, how did you choose to move on to the, the teaching gig versus like going to do something yeah. else? I wouldn't say that was actually a choice for me. Um, when I lost my job at the startup, I didn't mm -hmm. know it was coming. It was just boom, one Monday morning, no more job. And so yeah. um, I really thought, oh, I'll find another job in a month or two. I'll just get another tech writing job. It'll be fine. I have really good experience, you know, and and I couldn't, I could not find a job as a tech writer or any related fields like business analysis or project manager or anything, nothing. And so I had minored in Spanish in college because my, my grandma's first language was Spanish actually. And my mother spoke Spanish, but they didn't teach me. And so I just literally could not find a job. <laughs> and so I went into survival mode and I did a crash course on my Spanish for like six months. I enrolled in an alternative teacher certification program. 
and I got a job as a fifth grade bilingual teacher, which was not what I wanted either. I wanted to teach middle school um, and just older kids. And that's how I ended up there. And, and it was really difficult. I loved it and on one hand, and I missed parts of it, but it was really difficult. So that's that. Okay. <laughs> that's that story. That was not so much my choice. This time around, that really wasn't my choice either. <laughs> so, and, and honestly, I, I keep, this keeps happening to me and they say life keeps giving you things until you learn what you're supposed to learn from them. And mm -hmm. so I lost a job the same time last year, I lost my job. And so, um, you know, this time when it ended, I was actually on medical leave because I have a disability. I have mast cell disease, which is a rare blood disease. And I had gotten so sick from overwork that I finally couldn't, I couldn't eat. I was in pain. I, I just finally, I had to go out. My doctor pulled me out. And they fired me while I was out. Um, and, and then they declared bankruptcy. <laughs> so, so that's kind of got me where I am now. And I, I think those um, events in our lives, they're really important. They're very dramatic and traumatic when you go through them, but they, they make you step back and go, okay, well that ended. Why did it end? What should I do now? I have this talent, you know, I know this, this show is for a lot of artists and creatives. I have this talent. Maybe I'm not using it the way that I was meant to use it. You know, maybe I wasn't going the right way and I'm being redirected. So that's kind of where I'm at now. And I, and this time I'm married <laughs> and my husband has not lost his job. Thank goodness. And so I have a little bit of time and I'm not forced to, to do anything just yet, which is a real blessing. So I have time to think versus last time I was like, okay, I am almost out of money. I lost my home. I mean, everything in 2009, 2010. And I just, I had to find something. So this time's a little bit different. Yeah. So can you talk to me then about this time and, and kind of the process you're going through? So I, I know there's um, the, the, your book that you've written, and then there's a couple, then the company that you started, but the process you're going through right now, how are you rethinking what you want to do next? Are there books that you're reading or courses you're taking, or is it a self-reflection thing? What are you, so how are you just going about that? I think a lot of it is self-reflection, but it's also thinking back on my career and say what energizes me, what drains me. And then thinking about my long-term dreams, my personal writing dreams, and what is um, getting in my way and what's actually helping me with that process. Um, I think that's kind of what I'm doing now. And I'm going, okay, I spent all of these years writing for other people and not having much left for myself. And going through this process with the book, um, working with the publisher, um, you know, on it, working with their editors and all that. I'm like, you know what? I'm a, I'm an excellent editor. I just proved that in my last job. Maybe I need to go that way. And that way I can keep some of my writing for myself. So I'm really thinking about, okay, I've had a couple of gigs come up for copywriting and I'm a really good copywriter, but I'm like, I just, something in my gut is like, no, <laughs> just, you know, you really want to write your own things. You want to write books and poetry and all that. And for me, when I'm having to give all that away all the time during the day, I have nothing left. And especially for me having a health condition, I have a limited amount of energy every day. I have a finite amount. And that's where I'm kind of at now. I've done a lot of, you know, I've read the self-help books and, and done all of that over the years. Right now, I'm more just in a quiet place going, what is it that I really want? And where am I supposed to go with this, you know? 
Wonderful. Okay. So let's, let's get into your book then. So yeah. what initially made you want to write a book? This book is my fifth attempt at writing a book. So it's not, <laughs> I didn't finish the others. I mean, I, I made a valiant effort. One was like a memoir that I, I was writing about my experience with my first marriage and he went to Iraq and I was raising his son for him and just everything went down in flames and I was writing about it. And I was like, Oh my, that was my first attempt. And I was just like, I cannot relive this stop. And I just stopped. I think I was like 40 or 60,000 words in and I just stopped. And I had a couple other attempts writing fiction and, and, um, other nonfiction. And then when I got sick five years ago, I had a couple surgeries and I just, I didn't know I was going to be sick after that. And I didn't know, you know, it was going to be a struggle. And I just sat down and I started writing. I hadn't written anything in quite a while because I was so frustrated with myself and I felt like I just had no talent. You know, I felt like I could write business stuff. I had proven to the world that I could write business. I could write marketing. I could write training, but I couldn't write anything for me. And I really just, I just sat down one day, I was like, I'm just gonna write. And I actually started writing about an experience and it's in the book about a concert I attended, which was like my first concert ever when I was in my mid thirties. And so, and it was for my favorite music group, which is Boyd Men in middle school. And I went and saw them and just that, that experience of what it did, it was my first experience with joy in my whole life. Cause I, I come from a lot of trauma and abuse and just heartache and struggle. And it was my first experience with joy. And I just started writing about it because it was so moving that my husband was like almost crying watching me and he's not a crier. Yeah. And I just sat down and I just started writing this stuff and I just wrote other things. And at some point I was like, I wonder if this could be a book and what am I really trying to stay here? And, and that's kind of how this one formed where I got to this place in my life where I had been through a lot. I was approaching my middle age life. I turned 40 this year and I just started thinking, okay, what have I learned from everything and what do I want to share? And that's how this book came about, which just, I just sat down and I just did it. So, um, and it just came out. So. Ah, oh, great. So with the, um, I guess the actual process of it and your publisher, how did that process work? Was it something that you reached out to them and, and pitched your book or did you have a, already a connection because of the writing you've been doing over the years? Yeah, I I was I started a blog about a year and a half ago when I was unemployed again. <laughs> and I just said I kind of just gave up. At that point my cat had just torn up her leg and she was on K dress for like 9 weeks. And I just kind of gave up and I said, "Okay, this isn't things are not working out. I don't know why. I'm just going to start a blog." So I started a blog. I also started talking about my experiences at my my previous employer, just with the abuse and the bullying and all of that. And I just became very open about it. And I started getting followers from that. And people started reading my stuff and reading, you know, just things I had to say and sending me messages about it. And then I got a note one day from um, a literary crowdfunding agency. And they have an office in New York and also I think they're in the Netherlands or something. And I said, hey, uh, have you ever thought about writing a book? And at the time I was, I had picked up my book again and I was like on the third edit or something. And I was like, I'd started thinking, okay, I think I want to finish this and see if I could find an agent or find a publisher this year. And he messaged me, it was July of last year. And I was like, oh, well, actually I've got a book done. He was like, great, um, we can do this next month. And I was like, 
oh, and I was really afraid because, you know, as an artist, it's, it's scary to put yourself out there. I was really afraid and I was like, I'm just not sure if I'm ready, you know, I'm not quite done with my, my third edit. And he was like, well, it's kind of now or never, you know, is kind of how it works. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's go. And so um, I ran a campaign last August to try to drum up enough interest and enough pre-orders to get the attention of a publisher. And I did really well. I sold 151 copies in 30 days which was pretty good for like an unknown person. And that didn't get me a publisher. And so what happened was one of those random people that had stumbled across my work happened to be a freelance editor for a publisher. Mm -hmm. And she said, hey, would you like me to introduce you to the editor in chief? You know, have you found somebody? And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. And they're the publisher that I ended up signing with. They are a hybrid publisher. They don't accept everybody. They do have standards or books win awards and things like that. It was an investment for me, but um, it just, that's what fell into my lap. So I kind of, you know, as things happen in my life, that was one of those things that just fell into my lap and I wasn't ready. I was terrified when I put out the campaign, I was on my back porch crying just in terror. I mean, really, because I was like, oh my God, these are all my personal stories. This is my fifth try. What if I fail? You know, what if nobody wants to buy this book? And, and what if it's over? Then what do I do? And so that's how this one happened. So it's been kind of a long journey. It's still really scary. <laughs> so, yeah. But it just, it fell into my lap. So I think you have to follow those things sometimes, even when you're really scared. If something just falls into your lap, you have to go, okay, this fell into my lap. Maybe this is what I need to do, you know? Yeah. So you've, you kind of just touched on it a little bit, but I want to know if you'll go a little bit deeper. The idea of fear and moving forward from that, um, you, you brought up a couple of different times where you've been apprehensive or fearful and, and just kind of kept moving forward. But how do you think about those times and, and make sure that you do push yourself forward to keep going and, and not just, let's say, succumb to your immediate feelings at that moment? Yeah, I've struggled with that for a long time. I think that's why my first book is coming out when I'm about to be 40, because myself and I've really let it just kind of win. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, what happened was I got sick and I really thought I was going to die for a while. And I was like, okay, Elizabeth, if not now, when? You know, what do you have to lose at this point? You either do it or you don't, and that's it. You know, it's kind of up. And so I think just even now when I get afraid, I remind myself that I'm, I want a different life for myself. I want to be a writer. I want to be an artist. Am I going to sit here and just want that and not do it because I'm afraid? Or am I really going to try? And then when I get into that mindset where I say, well, what if I fail? Then what? <laughs> what do I dream about anymore? Um, what's left? I just say, you know what? I'll just figure that out if that's what happens. And I'm not going to think about that. So I really try to live in the present moment uh, as much as I can. And I'm a trained yoga teacher, so I, that helps me a little bit, but not a lot because I'm a naturally anxious person. But I think just reminding yourself that you have one life, you have finite time. I mean, I've had people dying that I know from COVID and from cancer and, you know, all kinds of things and it, like I'm starting to lose people <laughs> and you just start to see that you think that you know there's going to be I actually have an essay in the book called there's never a perfect time 
you think that you're going to eventually get to this perfect time. Like for me, I was going to not have the financial pressure, not have the corporate job. You know, I was going to be calm. The weather would be nice because it's an inferno in Texas and it makes me stressed out. You know, whatever it was, I would think, well, that's going to come at some point and then I'll be able to write. And I actually write in that essay about how I just sat down that day and I was like, no, all of that stuff is in my head that I think that I need. And this whole book was written while I was working other jobs. And I really thought, well, I can't do that because it takes everything away from me. It doesn't take everything, it takes a lot. So um, it's just kind of reminding yourself that you do have time limits, that you do just have to kind of push through and that a lot of the excuses you're making are really in your own head because you're afraid. Um, for me, I was not just afraid of failure, but also afraid of success because let's say this book does really well, then I have to like one up myself, you know, the next time. What if I can't? Oh my God, you know? <laughs> so, and then if it fails, it's like, oh my God, I have to go crawl under a rock because it failed and maybe I'm done. So I don't know if that answers the question, but. <laughs> it, it does, it does. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so I like to hear more then about your current project, Indigo Sunrise. So what made you want to start a literary magazine? Yeah, I'm really early in that, obviously, because I've been focusing on getting my book out. But yeah. um, it was kind of when I, like I said earlier, where I went back and said to myself, what am I really good at that I can contribute to the world besides writing? And I'm a really good editor. And I'm really good at knowing what, what good writing is, what good writing isn't, how to fix things so that it's stronger. And then, you know, this whole idea that I have, and it may or may not play out, I don't know anymore, you know, <laughs> with anything. I just try things and see what sticks. But the whole idea that I had was kind of following along with what I'm trying to do with my book, which is add positivity to the world, kind of add truth, you know, saying this is what life is, this is what it is to be human, this is what it is to live on planet Earth, you know, um, and just kind of give people hope and understanding and, and just be something kind of positive, even if we're talking about real things, like for me being, going through abuse and things like that. It's like I touch on it, but I want people to understand what I've learned from it. And so I wanted to just create a place where maybe other writers could come in with their own perspectives about what is true, you know, in this life and, and how can we have a more positive life, a more understanding life, a more kind life and, and just more peaceful life. Cause that's something I'm always trying to find is just peacefulness. Cause I do have a lot of just demons from all the things that I've been through that I have to fight constantly. And so I just wanted to create something. I thought, well, I just managed a whole bunch of stuff for a multi-million dollar corporation. Why can't I do it for myself? I've run a writing business before. That was what I did before um, I had to go back to corporate America. I can do this. Um, the The wild card is the financial viability part. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, well, it could work. <laughs> you know, if I can figure something out, you know, it depends on how well my book does, what else I need to do. So that that's kind of where it came from and what I hope to do with it. So Okay. Oh, great, yeah. great, great. Oh, yeah, that's right. So it's supposed to be launching later this year, potentially. Yeah. So that's that's good. I mean, you, you wrote it down and you're pushing it and now yeah. we're talking about it. So that's already a good sign. Yes. I have a website and everything. There's nothing there. I mean, there's like a, yeah. hey, coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Good. Where did the the name of the magazine come from? Um, 
I was kind of, well, first you have to see what domains are available, right? So I had like all these great ideas and they're all taken. But, um, you know, from a spiritual sense, when you're meditating or, you know, um, indigo is associated with like a, like spiritual growth and connection to, you know, a higher power and things like that. And so I chose the word indigo for that reason. And then the sunrise part, you know, for me, um, I write about this too. Sometimes just going to sleep and waking up to a new day is like this fresh start. It just like cleans the grime off. And so I guess I just wanted to merge those two where it's like, you know, we're not just, you know, people, we actually are spiritual people. We're more than just like skin and bones and all that. I don't know what all that is, but there is something more there. And we all go through crap and every day we wake up and start again and it's beautiful and the sun is orange and the birds are singing and all of that. And so that's, that's kind of what, where the name came from. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So in, you've mentioned a couple of times and through your, your journey of there being, we'll call them difficulties in, in one way or another. Um, well, and abuse. So what resources would you recommend someone who is going through something difficult in their life? Have there been, you know, particularly anything that you went to or read or experienced that helped you that someone else could also take advantage of? Yes, therapy is really important. I'm not shy about that. I actually have a longtime therapist now that I've been seeing for about 15 years on and off. I saw her virtually like on my little phone last week and I was so happy we had some technological difficulties. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's really important. I understand though, like I know now I lost my health insurance, so it's not accessible for a lot of people. Um, she gave me a book to read about 15 years ago when my first marriage blew up called Codependent No More by Melody Beatty. And that was a book really that changed my life because when, you know, when you're, you grow up a certain way, you're just trying to fix people all the time and you lose who you are and you become enmeshed with other people. And I was just floating around and, and I kept choosing people in my life that needed help and needed fixing because it would make me feel better about myself. And reading that book really opened my eyes to just something different. Um, a book I read recently that really kind of changed my mindset was called The Seed of the Soul by Gary Zukov. And it's just kind of more about like, who are we? What do, where do we come from? What are we doing here? You know, and it just kind of changed my, my thinking process. There's a lot of really good books out there. Um, there's really good podcasts out there of people. I mean, I'm sure this is a fabulous one, but not for like, <laughs> you know, yeah, no, I you're struggling with mental, <laughs> right. with mental health stuff. I mean, I know there's stuff specifically for that. For me, mm -hmm. just having that counselor there for so many years and bless her, she saw me in 2009, 2010 for free because I had no money and I'd lost everything. And I will never forget that. Um, she's just a kind person. But I think having somebody safe, and then I have a, a husband now who is really my partner, and he's very safe. I think it's just really a process. Um, I'm still at almost 40 trying to process things. So I'm always looking for new stuff. But those are the things that kind of come to mind that sure. help me most. Sure, sure. Thank you. So with, with everything that you have done and experienced so far, what would you say has been the best advice that you have ever been given? Honestly, and it, it came from, to be totally transparent, it came from an abusive boyfriend, but it was the best advice that I ever got, which was fake it till you make it. <laughs> and it, I know that that sounds really cliche, 
but when I was trying to start my writing business, I was like, oh my God, I, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, fake it, you know, you will know after a time or two and then you can, can run with it. And I, I still kind of do that to this day. If I don't know something like the first time I recorded a podcast, I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? And I was really scared. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to fake it. <laughs> and then the next time it'll be easier. And so I really try to do that. Um, and just trying to live in the present is just a really good thing to do. It's just say, okay, right now I'm okay. Right now I'm not falling flat on my face or if I am, it'll change tomorrow. You know, it's whatever. And so, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. So uh, Elizabeth, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. If the listeners would like to buy your book or read more of your writing, where's the best place they can go for all of those? I have a website. It's just elizabethchaines.com and I have a blog on there. I've also got just a tab on there that says buy my book and you can read an excerpt there. You can read the back cover. You can see the cover. It's very pretty. They did a great job. There's a kitty on there with some cozy socks. It's so me. <laughs> and so um, you can also pre-order if it's not yet available. Once it's available in August, um, you'll be able to buy directly through there. It will be on Amazon. It'll be in any bookstore. You can go in and ask for it. But um, that's kind of my hub is my website. Um, and then I'm pretty active on LinkedIn if you want to follow me there. Okay, great. So I will... I will uh, put all those links in the show notes so people can click right through. Awesome. Well, again, Elizabeth, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Advance Your Art Podcast. If you like this episode, please go into iTunes and give us a five-star rating. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button so that every single time I release a new episode, it will go directly to you without even thinking about it. If you're interested in hearing older episodes, please go to advanceyourart.com where you can find the catalog of everything I've done so far, as well as contact information and projects I'm working on. Thank you again, and have a great day.